you know, one a year in there. But uh, if you've got a firearm collection that you inherited or you just want to get out of the uh, collecting business and you don't know what to do with your firearms, um, if you don't want to just bring them here to the studio and put them in the back of my pickup, then I suppose you could call uh, Jack and uh, and he'll set up an auction and get a bunch of people there and get the best price that he can get out of that stuff. A couple of events coming up in Kingsley. Um, February 29th, which is uh, Leap Day, which is uh, kind of interesting. But they're going to have a trivia night in Kingsley, Iowa at the Kingsley Community Center. And the doors are going to open at 6 p.m. And the trivia contest will start at 7 p.m. And, uh, oh, they're going to have a cash bar. They're going to be silver and popcorn. Uh, bring your own snacks if you want them. Um, and you can uh, reserve your table. You can call Deb at 712 five four zero two zero four six or you can call jenna at seven one two eight seven zero one nine five seven and uh i don't know this sounds like you ever do any of them things scott those trivia nights they have uh no we should do that we should we should get a table because uh you know with uh with your vast knowledge of useless or vast uh database of useless information combined with mine yeah mountain of useless trivia well that's right but yeah. we dominate oh probably you know if they asked you know stuff about critters i mean i'd be all over that my luck would get there and it'd be all like movie trivia and stuff like that and i wouldn't have a snowball's chance in hell of getting any of them right yeah that i probably wouldn't do well on that either yeah i i the movie stuff now nah, i'm out but anyway, uh, another thing coming up in Kingsley, it's a fundraiser for the fire department, and uh, it's the dueling uh, duo pianos, and uh, it's Andy Gibson and Rhino will do that, and it's a pretty good show. Um, that's going to be Saturday, March 21st at the Kingsley Community Center, and uh, starting at 6 p.m., and the meal is catered by Sneakies, which uh, that in itself would be worth the price of admission. So... If you want tickets for that, you can call Paul at 712-541-5590, or you can call City Hall there in Kingsley, Iowa, or stop in. But the phone number there is uh, 712-378-3601, and all of those proceeds will go to um, raising money for needed equipment for the Kingsley Fire Department. And uh, we just will go to the phone right away here. Good morning, Don. Good morning, John. How are you? Pretty good. Hey, I called a couple months ago. There's a couple ponds I frequent, and there's still open water. What yeah. the hell is, is that? Because it's the spring? Yeah, yeah, water moving through there. Okay, um, yeah, and yeah, one of them was right along the shoreline. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then sometimes, too, you'll get, um, if there's a lot of vegetation, and as that vegetation rots, it actually kind of, uh, you know, the, the, the ice won't get as thick right around that rotting vegetation, too, for okay, some reason. Yeah, because I... I thought, holy cow! One of them, one of them's out in the out in the middle, and it's yeah. a good size, good size. And the other one, well, it's a pond right at the bottom of Christie Road, a big one. Yeah. And uh, the shore along the north, the south shoreline, it's all open water. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about, and it's oh, okay. Yeah, along those cattails. Yeah. Well, what you need to do if you're going to fish that, Don, just take a plank and lay it out across the open water to the ice, and just walk out there that way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That sounds, sounds like a hell of a good idea, don't it? <laughs> you can go the other side. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's kind of weird because on the ponds now, I mean, you're you're finding usually, you know, like a foot to 18 inches of ice on them. But oh, yeah, yeah. I just thought that was yeah. weird. It is weird, but, you know, it happens. Yeah. I mean, so. 
one of the one of the two times that I actually fell through ice fishing was uh, one of those spots. It was a new pond I wasn't familiar with. Had a little bit of snow cover on it. I couldn't see the ice, and uh, I found one of those spots that uh, where I went from uh, eight, you know eight inches of ice to uh, about an eighth of an inch of ice. Uh and uh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, well, I know. I, I don't think it would be fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know that day I found out that I needed new fishing buddies because they kind of <laughs> left me for dead. Wow. You know, they, they, they heard me and seen me kind of crash through and they just all bolted They just bolted to the shore in the truck and they wouldn't come out and help me. And it's like, yeah, we, Holy cow. Yeah. I, I was going to kill them. But. <laughs> I'd say hopefully it was shallow, real shallow water. No, I couldn't feel the bottom, but I was only in, I had one leg still up on the ice and uh, okay. my torso, it wasn't that bad. I was just trying to, you know, get your, I don't know. I never was designed for doing the splits and things like that. So, you know, yeah, getting, know getting, getting out of that position on ice is, uh, Holy cow. That's, that's, that's scary. Yeah, it was. Um, that was, uh, kind of a wake up call for me on, uh, new ponds. Go. Okay. Well, you answered my question. Okay. Hey, thanks, right. Don. Yeah. Have a good one. Yeah. Let's see. Hey, we can do, uh, we can do a real or fake today, Scott. I've got some. I've got a product here. I'll describe the product, and all you have to do is tell me whether or not uh, that product is uh, a real product or if it's just a fake one, a figment of my imagination, or would you call it a desire for new and improved products? But anyway, the number there is two three nine twenty one zero one, and uh, just call in. We'll get you on the phone here, and we'll describe a product. And up for grabs, we've got one of the highly coveted Second Amendment copper coins, and uh, we got MREs left, don't we, Scott? Uh, yes, we do. And this week's flavor is cheese tortellini and tomato sauce. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Hey, we're all out of the uh, the exotic jerkies, though. We kind of ate all that and the spam. You know, that kind of went by the wayside. Yeah, I got plenty more MREs, though. Yeah, we've got those. And... Uh, we're not ready to switch as soon as here in a while, we're going to switch over to uh, uh, gift certificates from the uh, steakhouse the fireside down there in Anthem. And I guarantee you, if nobody calls in and claims those, those that week, you and I are eating them. Sounds good to me. There's no way we're going to let those go to waste. So we'll, we'll just make the trivia questions just incredibly hard, like really impossible, <laughs> you know, and then that way we can, we can enjoy steak every week. Yeah, so uh, what's the product this week? Well, uh, let's see. Do I describe the product now, and then they have to call and see if it's fake? Or we yeah, wanna, yeah, that'll work. Maybe, maybe that'll help out. Um, well, hey, let's go with this one. A campfire in a can. Uh, no fires allowed. That's no problem for this little red campfire. You won't even need firewood for this campfire, so you won't have to worry about uh, dousing ashes. How sweet is that? This little campfire uses standard LP gas, not included, and is perfect for fire-restricted campsites, tailgating, patio, or driveway. The campfire in a can, is that real or fake? And the best part about that, too, you don't have to worry about spreading the, uh, the emerald ash borer because uh, you don't have the campfire. 239-2101, everybody's Googling it right now. It's like, what? That sounds... Cool. It does sound kind of cool, I suppose. Um, I mean, anything in a can is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like the peanut butter and jelly sandwich in a yeah. can that we had the other day. I, they're still out of stock on those because I was still going to pop on some of them and see how disgusting they were. Huh. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it would be real disgusting. Yeah. The factory that makes them probably in Wuhan province. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Wouldn't that be something? Uh, I say, uh, oh, next Saturday is the Cabin Fever Lost Island Lake Yellow Bass Ice Fishing Contest. That's going to start at 8 a.m. Saturday, February 22nd. And, uh, and it's the most fish caught per team wins. You can register at Bobber Down Bait Shop in Ruthen, Iowa. The entry fee is $40 per team. Uh, the first place is going to take 40% of the entry fees collected. Second place, 25%. Third place, 20%. And 15% donated to Lost Island Ruthven Betterment Association, which is kind of a cool group. All of these small groups. Uh, the DNR uh, doesn't do the best job of uh, managing these small lakes like that. And, uh, you know, they just kind of run out of money. So uh, the group of citizens take up the cause to help out with that. And that's where proceeds of this uh, Lost Island bass fishing contest this next Saturday is going to go. And uh, if you want more information about it, you can either find Bobber Down on Facebook or you can call them at 712-837-5425. And did we get a winner out of those calls there, Scott? Yep, was our good friend Don Arnold. Arnold. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it is real. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's the Little Red Campfire made by uh, Camco Manufacturing in Greensboro, North Carolina. It's about a it's a 13-inch diameter with a realistic-looking logs and uh, 65,000 BTU. Sells for $149.99. Wow. And, uh, boy, I tell you what, that's... Uh, that's something I never thought I would ever see on the market is a portable campfire. Now, but anyway, it is. Oh, we're getting close to our break time here. Um, kind of a, oh, maybe somebody can help us out. Uh, this week is just nonsense. I don't really have anything to talk about. So, you know, I'll just rant about, well, senseless stuff. But here in a couple of weeks, we're going to have a, an episode of No Stone Unturned. And Michelle had three things stories that she thought our listeners would want to hear um earlier this winter she had went to a, a dog sled marathon in bear grease minnesota where she served as a ham radio emergency communication volunteer and they monitored the checkpoints to make sure that all the mushers made it through and that none of them were dying when they got there to send them on to the next or this weekend she's going to be at the color the wind festival in Clear Lake, Iowa, it's a big kite flying festival where, I don't know, I guess it's a pretty good deal. I've never been there and never really heard about it before, but that might be interesting. And uh, I doubt if they have any of them combat kites that we talked about. I don't know, when was that, last year when we talked about that? Yeah, I think it was about the same time last year. And uh, yeah, what was that, uh, kite festival in China where several Several were killed. Yeah. yeah. Well, because they have these competitions where they have to um, take out the opponent's kite. So they yeah. use these strings that are embedded with glass to cut the opponent's string. And and sometimes the kites will just kind of, like kites do, just kind of veer out of control and it's sweep down through the crowd. And, and, and it has actually been known to sever people's heads. Yeah. And I tell you what, that would take a, the fun out of a kite festival, wouldn't it? It depends on your point of view. Well, that's true. Yeah. Or another option that she had for her story was she recently had taken a trip to Southeast Asia, um, Vietnam and Cambodia, to visit war sites. And uh, while she was there, she got mauled by a monkey. So, boy, I mean, that's a tough call. I, I mean, I'm kind of liking the mauled with a monkey thing. 
I mean, I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking you're right. I mean, yeah. we can do them all. I mean, just not all in one episode. But yeah. but I'm thinking, yeah. I don't know. Maybe some of the listeners have an idea whether or not they want the kite festival, the dog sledding, or mauled by a monkey in Vietnam. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we probably better take our break, Scott. All right, we'll be right back. Thirteen sixty ninety four nine KSCJ. I tried to get internet out here where I live, but the cable company said no can do. I, I get it. I'm not on their radar, just a rancher in the middle of nowhere, right? But to people out here, this isn't nowhere. It's home. And we're just like everyone else. We want our kids to be able to do their homework at home, order tractor parts without driving an hour to the closest shop, and keep in touch with family far away. They say there's an invisible line that divides us, you know, that decides who gets home internet and who doesn't. Oh, it's invisible, all right. You can't see it, but you sure can feel it. That's why I'm getting Viasat. At Viasat, we believe that reliable internet for all isn't just important, it's essential. So we're on a mission to erase that line by making high-speed satellite internet available where you live or work. Call 1-877-9-VIASAT or go to getviasat.com and get connected today. That's 1-877-9-VIASAT. Terms and conditions apply. See viasat.com for details. Why is the census important? The census is the primary source of data on the nation's population and economy. Information collected in the 2020 census will help drive policymaking and shape the future of the United States. Like apportionment, state population counts from the census are used to reapportion seats in the U.S. House of Representatives. Like redistricting, state and local officials use the census to help redraw congressional, state, and local district boundaries. Money to states and localities, the census helps determine the amount of funding that state governments and local communities receive from the federal government for the next decade. Tyson knows how important the census is. With thousands of team members in the area, they have a responsibility to invest in in the people and the communities where they work and live. That includes communicating the importance of census participation to Tyson employees, the business community, and the state of Nebraska. Tyson Foods is proud to help lead the way in advocating for the census because everyone counts. Big John. Big John. Well, Groundhog Day was last everyone week, and uh, according to Puxatani Phil, it's going to be an early spring. Because they ripped him out of his little box and he didn't see a shadow. I, I, you know, that's the thing. Early spring, it, it, it's really looking like an early spring. Well, the gophers say that it is, the groundhogs. Yeah, the groundhogs yeah. do. But the other thing I saw the other day was kind of surprised. I had about 40 robins in my yard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, um, robins are social my, social birds. Um, they just, they, they'll fly just uh, far enough south to keep from freezing to death. Oh, so you'll have warm spells like this weekend. You know, it's going to be in the 40s today and tomorrow, which, by the way, Sunday probably be a great day to go ice fishing because there's another front moving in. And uh, if that barometric pressure starts falling Sunday afternoon, oh, my, be a good day to go fishing if you're not, you know, falling through the ice. But but anyway, out of the official groundhogs, you know, Pakistani Phil isn't the only one I found. I found 24 of them across the country. Well, two in Canada. But anyway, 14 of the groundhogs say that there's going to be an early spring, and 10 of them said that uh, there's going to be six more weeks of winter because they had, you know, they saw their shadow. So I don't know who you believe. I so mean, so how's it work again if he doesn't see a shadow? It's early. going to be an early spring. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep, okay. Yep, yep, yep. 
I never can remember that. Yeah. So maybe it's just different parts of the country, but it's kind of weird because um, Pennsylvania has like an, a huge influx of official groundhogs. They got Puxatawney Phil, um, and he's been predicting weather for 132 years now, and his accuracy is only 39%. So Phil's not so good at it. I don't know. Maybe they need to get him some new radar equipment. Here, that or he's just getting up in years. Yeah. Well, 132. Yeah, 132. You know. That's uh, pretty good. Pretty good uh, run for a groundhog. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is a, a real good groundhog if he was around uh, our farm when we were kids. You know, 132 minutes would be a long run for one of them. <laughs> they just didn't last too long. <laughs> you know, with five boys all trying to whack them there, it was a bad gig being a groundhog there. But anyway, um, another one in Pine Grove, Pennsylvania is Grover the Groundhog, and uh, he's predicting an early spring. And, uh, I don't know, not much known about Grover, but anyway, it would suck. You know, you finally make it to be an official groundhog, and then you have to live in Phil's shadow your whole life. You know, yeah, I, I was surprised to read my hometown of Toledo has one called Wildwood Willie. Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah. What did he predict? He predicted six more weeks of winter. Oh, it did? Yeah. Well, um, Buckeye Chuck says that it's going to be an early spring, though. Really? I saw that. Yep, 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 oh. yep. And, uh He's in Marion, Ohio. I don't know how far that is. Eh, a and couple then, miles south or a couple hours south of Toledo. Okay. And then in the, the Cleveland Museum of Natural History has the uh, the only openly female groundhog, uh, Thistle the Whistle Pig. And she says that there's going to be an early spring. So the one, uh, Jimmy the Groundhog is makes his home in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. And he says that there's going to be six more weeks of winter um general beauregard lee of jackson georgia says that there's going to be six more weeks of winter and i think last year that was the only groundhog that that got it right yeah they were predicting an early spring last year i believe and we sure didn't get it no no and uh chattanooga chuck that's just a great name for an official groundhog and uh they're in tennessee and uh, he recently passed away after a 10-year run. And uh, so, I don't know. His record wasn't real good. I mean, it's either you're sad because Chattanooga Chuck is gone or it's like good, re good riddance, you lying damn gopher. You know, Went one to that other. giant stew pot in the sky. He did. But, I don't know. Pennsylvania, like I say, they got a lot of them. Uh, there's, oh, Octoria Orphy of Lancaster. He predicts an early spring. Mount Joy Mini of Mount Joy, Pennsylvania. Saw the shadow, so six more weeks there. And um, and then Uni, the groundhog in Myerstown, says early. Mount Gretna Grady, six more weeks. Poor Richard of York uh, says an early spring. And Dover Doug says there's an early spring. So this spring, the weather in Pennsylvania is going to be quite interesting. You know, you're going to have... You're going to have all kinds of stuff happening. Well, I tell you what, though, the forecast here is looking pretty good. I mean, uh, 40s this weekend, 50s next weekend. Yeah. yeah. Well, and uh, the closest thing that we got to an official groundhog here is, um, I never heard of this, but the, but he's saying that there's six more weeks in uh, Unadilla, Nebraska. And uh, the name of the groundhog there is Unadilla Bill. And this is a 32nd annual uh, celebration for... Unadilla Bill. 
and his accuracy rate is 83%, far and above the most accurate groundhog predictor, well, I think in the, on the planet. Um, the New York groundhogs, um, there's three of them in New York. They, they, you know, it's the Staten Island Chuck. That's the one that uh, former governor um, slaughtered, de Blasio. In, uh, in 2014, it says in my notes, where he uh, he dropped Staten Island Chuck, and then he bucketed up then uh, a couple days later. Yeah, yeah, he uh, passed away, unfortunately. You know? So anyway, they got a new Staten Island Chuck, and then his, uh, he, he didn't see his shadow this year, so it was in early spring. And and uh, and no politicians killed him this year either, so that's good. Hey, you know, the uh, welcome sign to Unadilla, Nebraska says, Welcome to Unadilla, the groundhog capital. Yeah, no. They have an annual celebration. Yeah, 32 years now. Oh, huh, wow. And it's like, how in the hell did I not know about this? Well, I don't know where Unadilla is. I think it's in uh, South Central, maybe, or Southeast. I don't know. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. Yeah, well, I don't have to pop on that next year. I mean, what a great thing. Go out there and... Uh, yeah, you could broadcast live. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if I could get cell connection there in Unadilla. I'll probably have to take Cowboy Bob with me so that we can uh, make sure we get the the signal in there right. He might be in on something like that. But there's two official groundhogs from Canada. Winnipeg Wynn says they're going to be six more weeks, but Manitoba Merv says it's going to be an early spring. But I don't know. I think I'm going to say six more weeks in Winnipeg because Manitoba Merv is actually just a puppet, a hand puppet of a groundhog. So it's not really a real groundhog. Okay, well, Unadilla is in Oto County, population 311. Ooh. Yeah. Wait, concessions there, I don't know. It depends on how big of a crowd they they draw. I said last year 1,300 people. Oh, that'd be a great place because wow. we talked yeah. about having our own grad honk here and then selling. You'd cash in on the, uh, <laughs> cash in on the concessions. Hey, sp- we call him Powell Pete. We could. Yeah, there you go. But speaking of rodents, um, Jim's Burger, they found that mouse in the... Uh, in the burrito, uh, the Jim's Burger on Gordon Drive. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, kind of torn, you know, never eat there again. People are like, well, I'm out. But, you know, in other parts of the world, uh, mice are delicacies. Uh, yeah, I suppose. So I don't know. Maybe they should roll with it and just, uh, you know, market it new with the with the rat Rito along with their other <laughs> stuff. And uh, ancient Romans used to keep them those urns, clay urns. They would keep mice in there uh, until they were ready to eat them. Interesting. Well, not really. Hey, we'll talk to you again next week. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. CBS News update. Yet another story connecting the Justice Department and the White House. Yesterday it was announced that it was reviewing the case of 